Well, thank you. So, as most of you know, my name is Osman Drama. Um, so, I have a question for all of you. What is the most important tool in the kitchen? Anyone? Fair enough. Um, so, in my opinion, it's not the knife, it's not the pasta maker, it's, it's not even, does anyone know what this is? Wok. So proud of you. Um, so, all of these dishes, these are by the way dishes I've made, like chicken fried rice, or brisket burger, or steak and potatoes, what is the most important thing that they all share? They are all food. That is correct. Can anyone guess what this periodical element is? Ah, there you go. It's salt. Salt's the most important tool in the kitchen. Um, and so with that, I, I kind of, my verse that I picked tonight that we're going to be walking through is Colossians 4, 5 through 6. And I'll read, I'll read it for you. It says, um, Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of, of time. Let your speech always be gra gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer or each person. So in this verse, Paul's uh, remarkable po and positive and happy uh, angle on a personal evangelism in this text, this, this is a refreshing two verses, uh, really point to us and how... Um, how all of us as believers are supposed to relate to, to unbelievers in our lives. Um, verse 5 says, make the most of the time. In other words, life is like a series of never to repeat opportunities for us to share with unbelievers. So with that tonight, my three takeaways and points are, uh, one, how to be wise in our behavior, two, how to have salty speech, and then three, um, individual attention. So the first main point, wise behavior is is outlined in verse 5, conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders. Um, wisdom is known, is knowing what to do for the glory of God when the rule book runs out of rules. It's knowing how to become all things to all men without compromising holiness and truth. So with that, um, I wanted to highlight Psalm 19. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, revering, uh, reviving the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure and making wise the simple. Um, so, if any of you lack wisdom, I really encourage that you guys seek to, to seek the Lord and to ask Him to open things. I really want to encourage you guys to be okay with asking questions, especially difficult ones. Um, so like for me, when I was coming to know faith, I asked a lot of difficult questions of my best friend and his dad, who's a pastor. Um, and the most refreshing answer that they both gave was, I don't know, but I'm willing to figure it out and, and, and seek it out with you. Um, and then lastly, Hebrew 5, 14, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have the powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish is good from evil. Um, so as you experience this life and, and as you go through 
going through high school, it's going to college, you're gonna experience a lot of difficult conversations and a lot of difficult people. Um, and in the midst of that, you're really gonna to have to distinguish between what's good for me and what's not good and the peer pressure that you're gonna experience, whether it's from your teachers questioning your faith, your new friends that you made that aren't Christians questioning your faith. Um, I really want to give you the tools to be able to uh, distinguish between what's good and bad. So with that, verse five says, let your speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt. Um, I take this to mean what we say about Christ and about the Christian life should be made appeasing. When food is not salted, what does it taste like? <laughs> Fair enough. Who here has had fries without salt? Why? Did you enjoy eating fries without salt? Do McDonald's fries even taste good if they don't have fries or salt on them? Has anyone ever gone back and requested salt be put into their fries? Good man, Rob. Good man. One person, all oh, the rest of you just ate them or threw them away? No. Oh. Fair enough. I, huh? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> that's actually kind of funny that people have done that. Um, uh, <laughs> how can we develop the ability to, uh, to speak about Christ so that there is an appetizing flavor? Um, how do you learn to talk about Christ in ways that make people's mouth water? In a lot of ways, I found, um, for me at least, is um, you can't positively talk about something that you don't personally believe. And so, like my personal opinions is the Vikings should not have lost last week. It's bittersweet in my mouth that they didn't, didn't. Um, or for you guys, how easy for, is it for you guys to talk about the Bengals going on and winning the Super Bowl? Who's very hopeful? two, three, four people. Okay, so how would you talk to others about why they should win? We wouldn't. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we wouldn't. Um, so it makes it, pre it's pretty easy to talk about something that you're really passionate about. So for me, food is one of my passions, cars would be another, or music. So, the, but how did I become passionate or have the knowledge that I do about cars or music? I spent time dwelling and meditating or spending a lot of time watching videos and researching. How would you go about then sharing your passion for Christ to others? What would help you build that passion? This is spend time in God's word, spend time with God's people, and spend time personally investing into your devotionals. Um, and so that's how people can really tell when you're not passionate about something and you're kind of giving a the youth group answer of, have you ever heard that story of, it looks like, a, it sounds like a squirrel. There's a, the illustration is it's a shadow of a squirrel and everyone's asked, what is this? And one youth group kid goes, I think the answer is supposed to be Jesus, but it's a squirrel. Have you ever seen that? Um, so with that, at the same time, a lot of people I think can answer the nominal answer of, what is the meaning of Christianity and what is the main focal point? I think two simple answers that you guys could give is one, it's Jesus, and two, it's to love others. Would a lot of you agree with that? Okay, so why should someone else believe that? That Jesus and loving others is the main tenement of Christianity. 
and I'm not going to make you guys answer that now. Hopefully you'll be able to discuss it in your groups. Um, so in this illustration, I pulled out this short clip from a Stephen Colbert interview. Um, I'm pretty confident his host isn't an atheist. Stephen's a Catholic. Um, and in this, she asks him a question about his faith, and, and he's a comedian, and his comedy, and how, they, how do those two worlds combine. And so with this, it's kind of, and this, this section is about having salt, meaning gospel truth, sprinkled into the conversation. There's two things that he says. I, I want to see if you guys pull it out. So in that answer, what, what are some takeaways? What stood out to you? Feel free to chime up. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyone else? Eric, Kyle, Kayla, Rob, you're all welcome to chime in. So OK, I'll give you my two takeaways. Um, he said, ultimately, us being mortal, the faith will win out at the end. This is so true and has such a deep meaning. I don't even, I don't think Stephen comprehends, but that's just, that, that is the reality. At, we are all mortal and we will die. And at the end, faith, um, faith, the, the faith will win out at the end. So, that, and I hope the lady that was there really comprehends that statement of, at the end, everyone will know that faith was faith was true or fa their faith was false. In reality, that's really scary. And the second part um, was that love and love and sacrifice being somehow related to the giving of yourself to other people, and death is not defeat. Those are so deep. It it, it was really encouraging to hear those. Um, this is the gospel. This is where love and sacrifice met. Um, and this is what we are called to do. We are to give ourselves to the love of other people. And that death is no longer a fear for us. Rather, it's a victory and hope of where we're going next. And so even though she asked this question, hoping to spark controversy, hoping that he would make a joke about religion, or she may view the comedy in, in, in religion, he really sp spoke deep truths to the gospel. Um, and so my desire is for you guys, you will, hold, you will run into individuals like her where she's asking a loaded question on a late night talk host who's very um, liberal to a liberal audience to talk about faith, which a lot of times may be difficult to talk about in the, 
in the entertainment industry. Um, so then my last point, uh, understanding um, that the individual, uh, there's a, there's a famous evangelist that said, don't answer the question, answer, answer the questioner. A lot of the times I found when speaking to someone, um, for instance, this last Friday we had dinner uh, at a couple's house and there was an individual there. I walked into a very, very loaded question of why do you think what the Bible says is true? Like, like how can you trust the people that wrote it were accurate and that it actually happened? And secondly, how can you know that the creation story is actually what occurred? Um, and in that, I could answer from a biblical point of view, but the person who was asking me this question did not trust biblical point of view. So I had to propose the argument that Frank Turk makes a lot, who's a, um, a prominent um, evangelist, and he going from the, how do you know the Big Bang happened outside of reading it in textbooks? Like, how can you believe this? And secondly, answering directly the questioner of, um, in order for the universe to exist, something that was outside of space, time, and immensely powerful had to create the Big Bang in order for us to exist. And so in that argument, that, that force that, ex that exists outside of time, space, and matter, we call God. So agnostics, they don't know. Atheists, they argue it doesn't exist, but the truth of the, the scientific truth is that's what had to happen for the Big Bang to happen. Um, but in that, talking to this gentleman for <laughs> almost two hours, a lot of his arguments were not based on logic or reasoning, but rather emotional hurt that happened from the church, particularly to his mother. And through that, he recognized that his lens of why he didn't trust the Bible or trust Christianity was based on that. And then a lot of the times, individuals that you'll be meeting with or talking to will have arguments. Um, and what's the beauty about the gospel is we have both nature and scripture arguing the existence of God and why we believe. And so a lot of times, make the, make, make the most out of every opportunity that God places before you. Um, with that, here's my conclusion, and I'll keep it short and simple. Um, and I'll leave it at this verse. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not, never thirst. Um, keeping in the theme of food, uh, this is such hope-giving promise that Jesus gives us, and this is a, a reason that we have that we can share with others. Um, there are people out there hungering and thirsting, whether it's for longing, connection, deep understanding. Um, the beauty of who we are, I love this quote, says that we are beggars who have found food trying to lead other beggars to it. And so my encouragement to you is, I pray that you spend time daily um, in the Word, that you spend time with friends that are, that are going to help you, encourage you to grow in your walk. And then ultimately, I pray for people that come into your lives that will be asking you difficult questions um, so that, that you can grow not only in your ability to share the gospel, but ultimately to grow in your knowledge of the gospel so that you're able to share. So tonight, my encouragement for you guys is if you have deep questions that you're able to share with me, Kyle, Kayla, uh, Eric, and, and Rob, like this, I personally believe youth group is that foundational time where you, we will not judge you. 
in any way for the questions that you ask or the under the lack of knowledge that you have in scripture um, this is a, a hopefully a, a space where you feel safe and comfortable to share those because this is the most opportune time that you can directly ask with people who will help you grow so that's it yeah. Speaking short. All right, thank you, Osmond.